Imagine your wedding planning is like the unfolding and riveting story of an adventure novel, and your wedding as the last chapter where everything comes together. It's when the drama gets resolved, the narrative comes full circle, and the heroes, that's you and your fiancé, have their time to shine. But what if the final chapter of your story was not as satisfying as you'd hoped? Maybe the closing remarks weren't hopeful or filled with meaning. Maybe one of your favourite people didn't get their justice. Or maybe the ending was so spectacular that you're quite simply devastated that there's no more to come. And just like when you've closed the book on an incredible read, finished binging your new fave series or just heard the final siren of the season, the time after your wedding celebrations can be a big letdown. It's commonly known as the post-wedding blues. And while it's not the end of the world, it's a bummer. And with a couple of tweaks to what is most probably already in your plans, you can nix most of the unpleasantness and get on with your married life with renewed vigour and purpose. So today I'm going to share the different ways that the post-wedding blues can show up in your life, why you're likely to be feeling this way, and how to skip most of the bullshit. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Okay, my friend, the post-wedding blues, what the hell is it? It's a sense of letdown or sadness that some individuals experience because you don't need a vagina to feel this way after their wedding celebrations are over. Relationship expert for the app Couplesness explains, feeling sad when a big or meaningful experience is over is very common. Some people spend months or years looking forward to their wedding, so it makes sense to feel down after it happens, even if it was amazing. So what we want to know is, how is this stuff coming up in our lives? You know, how is it showing itself to us or hiding behind other things that are going on? So number one, it's that nostalgia or emptiness. You know, you're constantly looking back or just feeling like there's nothing going on. According to licensed clinical social worker and founder of HLW Therapy, Hilary Weinstein, The time putting in the work leading up to the wedding day can feel anticlimactic after it's over. The wedding was also a time where your family, friends and loved ones were all under one roof to spend time with you and support you. That doesn't happen often. So the dopamine rush that happens as a result of that is naturally going to crash when you return to everyday life. It can feel like sadness, disappointment or regret or the questioning of your identity or self-worth as a married person, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. It can feel like a loss of focus, especially <laughs> if you have to go back to work straight away. You can feel a bit directionless, like you're floating through the days. You can feel lethargic, apathetic. You can feel bored, lonely, and sometimes really isolated. 
You may feel like you no longer have something exciting to look forward to, or you might be just being a bit narky or snarky towards your husband, wife or spouse, like, do you have to do that? Oh, you know what you did. You know those ones. Sometimes it feels like grief, as in the loss of someone or something close to you, because major life transitions, even the happy ones like your wedding and getting married, can feel like a loss because of the huge shifts and changes involved. It's also really important to note that having post-wedding blues isn't the same as experiencing symptoms of depression. According to psychcentral.com, when you experience depression, your symptoms may be significantly impairing, last for more than two weeks, and often require the support of a mental health professional. So if this is the case for you, I recommend, I implore that you seek the qualified help of a professional psychologist, counsellor or therapist, etc. to discuss your specific concerns and seek treatment as soon as you can. It's serious shit. Don't mess with your mental health. All right, so why are we feeling like this? Number one, sometimes it's simply because the big day or days that you've looked forward to, you've scrimped and saved for and you've planned for for so long has come and gone. It's just like a big holiday or a milestone birthday celebration. You're looking forward to it for so long and then next thing you know, it's in your rear vision mirror. Number two, maybe your wedding didn't go the way you wanted it to. And there is nothing you can do about it now. So did a bridesmaid or parent let you down? Or did a wedding vendor not perform what you wanted when you needed it? Was the weather maybe not what you'd hoped it would be? Number three, maybe the discussion around adopting their last name brought up some strong and unexpected emotions for you. A lot of people don't even realise how changing their last name may affect how they feel about their independence any feminist ideals, or the practicalities of removing links to previous work or study achievements, how that might be confronting until they actually start the process. Number four of why you might feel like this, because there's a huge void in your day-to-day life. What on earth did you used to do before you got engaged anyway? It's been estimated that a modest wedding can take around 200 plus hours to plan So it makes sense that when you're not doing that, you're looking around a bit and you're stunned and you're thinking, now what? And you're also not in the spotlight anymore. No one's asking you about your colours or if you're having alternate drop or a food truck anymore. Rude. And that realisation may also have you feeling a little jealous of others who are planning their wedding or another big event. Number five, the changes in your social circle or friendships once you're married might take you by surprise. So what do your in-laws expect? Is it dinner once a week at their place? Do they expect to be frequently hosted at your place now? Or have your single friends started to leave you out of their weekend plans because they assume you wouldn't want to go along now? Number six, the expectations versus reality of married life. So in my experience, a relationship hits totally differently once you get married, which is something I'd love to cover as a topic in an upcoming episode as well. But moving in together, planning your life and future together, or just the day-to-day, who's doing the cooking, the cleaning, the taking the rubbish out? 
it might not measure up to what you imagined married life to be. So the romanticizing of what married life would be like versus the day-to-day might come as a rude shock. And I read somewhere that marriage is just two people pushing down more and more rubbish into a bin and refusing to take it out, and then they die. <laughs> I laughed. I did, I did laugh. You still haven't written your vows yet, have you? Let me help. In around 20 minutes or so, you can easily write personalized wedding vows unlike anything you've heard before that will make your fiance feel like the most loved, understood, and appreciated person on the planet. The how to write wedding vows that don't suck. Instant download, 17-page PDF ebook walks you through a step-by-step format for your vows, how to find the right words and phrases to describe your feelings and your fiancé, how to write that crucial first draft and create your final wedding vows masterpiece. So if you don't know how or even where to start, if you've been Googling your little heart out or if you've been calling them wedding vows... A-E-I-O-U, this ebook is for you. Included in there are also some bonus secrets for getting the most out of your wedding ceremony. So make sure you download your copy right now and get Write Your Wedding Vows crossed off your to-do list today. The link is in the show notes. Number seven, it may dawn on you, and it's usually courtesy of parents or pushy aunties, that it's all about having babies now, or future study, or getting that new job, whatever it might be, the next pressure, let's go, no time to waste. Number eight, it could be the cost of your wedding, or wedding debt, that makes you feel ill. Number nine, knowing that a wedding and a marriage is not a cure-all for a relationship that's unhealthy in the first place. And when some people realize that the person they married is not going to change a hell of a lot, it can be devastating. So what can we do about this? How can we feel less shit? That's what we really want. So number one, the great news is that you can minimize these feelings before you even get there. And the number one way to do that is to plan a wedding that is really special for the both of you in a way that's consistent with who you are, both individually and as a couple. Can you believe it? Not only do you get a wedding where you're more emotionally invested in it, but it'll save you time, money, and potentially even offset the post-wedding blues just by being true to who you are, what you love, and what you stand for. It's not getting mixed up in the shoulds. It's leaving tradition behind and only taking with you what you want and what you need. And this is because you're literally seen and celebrated for who you are. It's a big deal. It's a rite of passage. And if you're not expressing yourself and your future spouse in that way, the regret can be very real, either before, during, or after your wedding. So it's for this reason as well, I vote for having your honeymoon, mini moon, or just getting away for a couple of nights, a few days after your wedding. You want to allow yourself to decompress a bit after your wedding before you rush off to the next part. Rocketing like a pinball from one event to the next can have you living off the adrenaline and not really soaking in the experiences. So don't be afraid to take your time. 
So you're planning things out, you're doing things intentionally, you're drinking it all in. The second way that you can minimize these feelings is by communicating with each other. Don't leave your husband, wife, spouse in the dark and start as you mean to go on, which just means if you want a marriage where you're able to talk about anything with each other, then start with this, your feelings, your expectations and how they can support you. Because who knows, they might be feeling exactly the same and they just don't know how to say it to you. So spend some time together, make space to discover what being married means to you both in the real world in real time. There's no magic formula, but the coolest part is that you're working it out together. The third way we can minimize the post-wedding blues is by remembering that you're not only part of a married couple now, you are still you, the fabulous individual you were before the wedding. If you want to go out for Friday night drinks or continue with sport or a book club or amateur fucking theatre because it means a lot to you, communicate that with your spouse and go do it. Retaining an individual identity after marriage can be healthy. It can make you both happier and feeling more appreciated when you do get back together. And the fourth way that we can nix some of this post-wedding blues is by setting some new goals, having something wonderful to look forward to. So it could be planning a family holiday. It could be a housewarming party, uh, renovating or redecorating your home. You might want to start a new interest or hobby together. Maybe you want to write your married bucket list and get excited about what's coming next for you both because it is freaking exciting. Where are you both off to next? The best is yet to come. And so to wrap this up, I'd love you to think back to my adventure story simile at the beginning of this episode and consider this. What if your marriage is like a series of sequels and spin-offs to your original story where you, the heroes, forge your own path, embracing the twists and turns, the moments of awe, the highs, the lows, and your triumphs? What if your post-wedding blues were a reminder that your adventure, a continuous exploration of love, growth, and transformation is far from over? And in fact, you've only just gotten started. Chat with you again real soon. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.